0: I'm Chad Eckert, and that's Eric Martins, and this is the Fantasy Golf Pod. Follow us on Twitter at Fantasy Golf Pod. We're always here to help you through the DraftKings pricing every Tuesday night. Crackin' And clicking names. It's the off-season, technically. So I contemplated not doing this with Eric this week because what? It's the Puna Cana. No one cares about this event. It's literally like the worst event in three or four years in terms of strength of field. But we promised you that if there was a PGA contest on DraftKings, we would speculate on the ownership, the pivots, the values, and all those fine things. So we're here in our garages talking golf like
1: we do. And drinking beer. Mm-hmm. Cheers, buddy. Hmm.
0: Hey, Eric, for this fall swing up leading to the Masters, which is the Super Bowl, we're going to do things a little differently. We uh, typically have a very structured podcast that is well thought out and that provides value to you and that is uh, we don't waste your time because that's kind of what we want when we listen to a podcast. Someone did to not waste our time Just do things that we would want. So that's why we did it. We do it our way, but no, in the fall, we're going to do something a little different. We're going to just kind of go through the list of stuff like we normally do, but I haven't really prepared anything, names and reasons, and Eric hasn't really prepared anything. We're kind of doing it on the fly, live, together. Is that going to be kind of different? Because we tried this in the US Open. It was fun to do that Sunday night pod where we hadn't seen anything, and then we just kind of like opened it up. And gave ourselves the first impression and just chatted about it. And so allows us to do a little less work because we don't have to prepare as much. But huh. you're getting the same information. You're getting the ownership. I'm going to prepare that at least from our partners at FantasyNational.com and Fanshare Sports. We also combine those with my brain, the GSPN formula. And we make up projections for ownership. And then we discuss the chalk, the pivots, and all that. So we'll still do that. But then at the end, Eric, I think we're going to go off topic. We're going to go on to some rants and raves. I mean, maybe they will be on golf topics, but they may be on fatherhood, parenthood and all the things about being a husband and being, what are you, a college professor or whatever? And I am a real estate agent. So, I mean, we can talk about those things, maybe give us a more personality at the end of the pods, maybe if we come up with that.
1: Yes. Right on. Everything's available. Um. And then
0: Eric, I plan to play DraftKings a little differently this fall swing. What oh. do they I mean? Yeah, okay, Eric and I have texted back and forth, boom boomboo, boom boom every single day, basically, about DFS strategy. And <laughs> you know, like, how to be better and make money with this stuff? And uh, we may have had an epiphany the other day. Uh, we, you know, had been listening, And taking advice from the so-called hashtag experts, the real people that have podcasts, the people that are hired by the companies that provide formulas and optimals. We've been listening and taking advice from those losers for years. Am I wrong?
1: (laughs) They're not losers.
0: Most of the time. (laughs) I mean, that's that's the reality of it. Everybody's a loser
1: we all are in the end
0: so then why would we listen to their advice let's just do what we want but no the truth is we continue to let these experts advise us in our best ways to play so i've been you know we've been doing this for a few years now i think these sh- these experts are leading the sheep to slaughter <sighs> What does that mean well it's roulette we we just said it it's not it's it's totally kind of like no one can you know listen i and eric we pour over everything we watch everything we try to pride ourselves in knowing as much as we can possibly know about each and every one of the individuals on the pga tour we do what we can to get the like names in our player pools that are going to be successful for that week we compare pricing and we just go with what we think is the best we know we we have a lot of knowledge and we watch a lot and we are still unable to make the right combination of six golfers <laughs> so like is it what now what like i'm afraid I, you know we've been afraid of maybe losing it all i admit we admit at times that we sometimes click things out of fomo out of fear that you know people have told us that this name is good we need to use it or i don't want to miss out on this guy's opportunity i mean we click things differently for different reasons and we've decided we're going to try to do things in a different way maybe am i uh, can you help me make this more clear cuz i'm not sure. sure this might be clear as mud i
1: think i think basically the epiphany that we had when we were texting today or yesterday was that yesterday or today? No, it was yesterday. So, uh, yeah. Is that, number one, take all the players that you want, okay? No more, I'm fading this guy because he's popular. We've already kind of been on this track anyways of realizing that, like, well, okay, ownership is is important to, to a degree when it comes to building your lineups, but fading a player that you want to click because they're going to be whatever owned, 15, 20, 25, whatever, like something, I don't know. No longer are we gonna do that. What we wanna do is we wanna start building our no, line. it doesn't matter.
0: You just take double the
1: field. Right, You know. We, so we're gonna build our player pools and then you assess what the ownership is going to be of the player pool that you created and that's how you determine how you build your lineups. So no longer are we fading names. You take all the names you want for all the reasons that you create and there's Plenty of reasons, whether it comes to the, their name or their stats or how you saw them swing the other day or if they had a baby, all that shit comes into play. You make your player pool and then you get the ownership projections that you create either on your own or with whatever our advice and somebody else's. And then that's how you build your, you need to use that to build your lineups so that you're right. not, you know, oh, it's not building truth, lineups, you know, you, you want to make sure these that they're
0: people, in. they're experts Eric they, they they must know things they're hired and give advice <laughs> from reputable places and that's why they don't know anything no one knows anything we've talked about this all the time you can't even predict athlete performance the guy shows up JT he doesn't know if he's gonna be good or bad everyone's the same so no one knows how to predict anything so that's why we started doing this About ownership, we try to just kind of pivot to, like, well, if ownership's so important, maybe we just focus our podcast around who's popular and who's not, and we talk about that every Tuesday night, so that's kind of what we did, but then since then, since doing this ownership stuff for, you know, with Fanshare and with Fantasy National, with all these other brands giving knowledge to people, has anyone won? No, no, and the people that do win, they're clicking chalky names, so, I mean, what's happened now is that maybe things have changed maybe dfs dfs has evolved eric we've talked about this you know it's not the same as it was even six months ago it was a year ago as two years ago so these guys that you're listening to that have won and have had success and have been good at pga dfs they were good and they cashed bigly years ago in high dollar single entry contests where they knew what to do to be different and they were able to do it and then now, today, the environment on DraftKings and playing PGA DFS is changed. It's different. It's not the same as that. It's not the same. Ownership is not, is almost a moot point, is what you said. That's what your argument was.
1: Everybody knows what the ownerships going to be. I mean, people are not surprised when one guy is super <laughs> chalky and the other guy's. You know, sometimes we're seeing it's so spread out that you. I mean, it's it's crazy. Yeah. Why so, does it even matter if he's 12 or 18?
0: Like does that even matter? What's the difference? It doesn't even matter. It's not important. That's not important. And then we've been told that we've been programmed by listening to these people say, you know, if the guy gets too chalky fade him, you have to fade him. And then you pivot, you know, wait till we find out more and then we'll decide who we like. And those are just like that's bad advice. That's a poor way to play and that's what we're talking about. You just kind of or saying it earlier. Come together. Click the good names. Click the ones you want to play. Go through the list without even caring because what? Play whoever you want. There's a guy that's on the internet that you like. Jordan Cooper. Is that who preaches this? Play your the best plays or whatever.
1: Yeah. Play who you want. Simple huh. as that. So
0: sh- so popularity shouldn't get you on or off a guy. It's that that's that's not the point of ownership. The point of ownership is kind of knowing how to utilize it within your six names and that's we've kind of everyone knows that too but then you think i need to fade that top chalk and i need to pivot in certain ways it's like no just because leishman's not being wanted and used doesn't mean you should use leishman like this is not the point right
1: it looked genius for a few minutes on the first day of the tour championship remember that right well there's
0: four days in every tournament Right. Um, I used to play, you know, the way where just get on or off and don't even care. And like, whatever, I'll just let someone else dictate who I like. And I I tried that. I played that for a while and I would always fade popular names or I would, you know, use a guy that isn't wanted. And that is truly the wrong way to play DFS. Like, I've learned that that's not the best way to play DFS. It doesn't even fucking matter if Sam Burns is the most owned guy. If you think Sam Burns is going to win this week, click Sam Burns. Like, what are you talking about? Right. It's just about, listen. You got fifteen or twenty names in your player pool each week that are the good names, and that's you're going to use them no matter what. Sure, there's five or ten or whatever. There's some fringe guys that you may not give a crap about, but you got to fill in a bunch of lineups. Then yeah, sure, you can use ownership to get you on or off a guy. In that sense, it's the best plays of the week. Maybe just use those guys. Like honestly, match the field or go over the field, but definitely don't not use them because they're being.
1: (laughs) used right let me switch my internet over stop talking for a second and we're back yep so
0: okay that's pretty much the extent of what the strategy we wanted to chat about and the fact that I'm going to change up what I'm, I'm doing uh, you know, if he gets too choke you just fade him. I'm not doing that, even though I've heard it a thousand times on different podcasts. Ownership should not make you like or dislike a player. His abilities or your personal experience. thoughts on your – your thoughts on his future athletic performance, which is hilarious that you have thoughts on that, those are what's going to dictate who you click. It's not whether or not he's popular or not. Again, if you want to play the way that you fade ownership, play that way. It's by, by all means. I tried it, I did it for a long time. Like, I've done both, I've tried everything. So, go for it, do that, but just continue to do that. Like, if you didn't hit with Bryson and you're a player that does that, then you're a fool. And so, like, that's those are the situations. But what happens is you'll click the Bryson and then you'll click the three other bad, you know, pivots, and then I'll ruin you, but you got the one right. So, whatever, we can talk for days about ownership and about things like that so should we get into the names of this week yeah i mean i'm telling you right now i'm not going to be as rigid that's what i was going to say it's like the follow-up is that you need to be fluid each week's different and i've been pulling 21 21 21 just cute for content and that's a bad idea that's not a right the right way to play we've talked about this too is that the better way to win dollars is to get a little bit of like a spread now I don't want to use just one guy one time. So, therefore, i got to use the guy in two lineups. If he's going to be in my player pool, that's my rule. So, I, might, I may have 24 28 names, but eight of those names I could use two times. Exactly. Instead of having a bad, weird name that I'm worried about, but I'm forced to use them four times because I'm making 20 lineups and I'm only using 21 names, and now I'm using a bad name three or four times, and I really don't want to what I need to do is I need to diversify. Or if you're in the middle of the board and you got, you know, instead of having nine shares of Hatton, I could have had five or six and I could have had three or four of Hovland. And then, or same difference last week, I could have had a couple more shares of uh, the guys at the top. I could have diversified off of Webb or something and I could have ended up with Bryson. And then at least I have a chance to get that bullet, right? So I used to think, oh yeah, you want to be condensed. And we were told to be condensed. Pat Mayo preached condensedness of your player pool and blah blah blah. That's more risk, more reward. But I don't think that's the best way to honestly play if you're playing like we do, where we're in every week for 20 bucks in the same routine. I think the best way to play is you get 24 names, 25 names, almost more, maybe, and then you get to diversify a little bit more because you don't want to go all in and heavy on something that you nobody A knows about and B. What happens if something happens and then you miss that guy. So what you're just doing is you're just trying to get a couple chances. This is the truth. We're right. doing, we're playing our asses off. And how many six and sixes did you get? last week, zero. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, what are we doing here? Maybe we <laughs> diversify more instead of going all in on the guys that we think we know, you know, and then they're bad, or we're going pivots and they're bad. You know, like, right. what are we doing here? Play a, bunch of names that are good names and just hope that one lineup has the right combination and instead of trying to get good and think you're an expert cute and pare it down and core cascading you'll never you'll if you win you got extremely lucky if you win our way where you get a little that means you got lucky but, <laughs> i don't know <laughs> I just I just wanted to make those points, dude, three because three this ones. is like beginning of the fall swing. Maybe you just try something different for the fall swing, but at the same time. You just, okay. It's been devastating to us. Setting a number of names to use and sticking by that every single week, 21, 21, 21, bad idea because I like 24, I like 18, and I'm clicking extras or I'm clicking more. Every week's different. Every week, the pricing's different. Every week, the tournament's different. The names are different. So just. Don't be caught into that. So, I'm going to tell myself that. And then eliminating names just because of their ownership projection, eliminating it. Like, you're not, you can't use them. It's like that is a foolish way to play. If you like them, play them. And then, dude, we try each week to not lose our money. That's a dumb way to play, too. We need to go for it. We need to have risk and not have fear and go for it. And that's like, it's only $20. So what are we going to do? We're going to play these, we're playing scared. That doesn't win. We've talked about this forever. Scared money doesn't win money. So right. again, those are the things that I'm going to work on for the false way Sorry, that was a lot.
1: We've got 12 minutes for the names.
0: Well, there's not a lot of good names or whatever, but it's at the, Tippity tip top, you want to share the screen? We're on YouTube and iTunes. You can follow us and like, subscribe. And you can the rate and review and the share and the whatever. Uh, and then it's taking me away from the screen. Okay. Will Salatoris, your guy, a 10-9. He's a TPG. Yeah. And I uh, seeing that he's very popular actually, too. He's combined at almost 18% projected ownership between the formula that we use but honestly not the chalk of the range and not even the second most popular the second most popular and 10k and above is mac hughes 19 percent and then the chalk of the week is 10-1 burr sammy burns it's crazy
1: sam burns it's- is the chalk of the week
0: sam burns 25 percent ownership is going to be chalk of the week dude it's crazy there's no one even close to that. Like I that said, I mean, like, sense. Matt Hughes, Matt, you know. Do you like Burns? Because I like Burns. I bet Burns.
1: Yeah, no, he's, he's been playing fantastic. He, uh, I just, I, I, when I looked up stats, I just did, like, the last 12 rounds, and he's just, the only thing he sucks at is chipping and putting. <clears throat> so, chipping's not good to be bad at because I don't know when that turns around, but the putting factor, you know, you never know, but the guy's, killing it off the tee and doing other things we like to and hey we like Sam Burns so yeah, yeah don't be an idiot that's
0: what I'm thinking like this is the week to go 100% Sam Burns just start every lineup with Sam Burns <laughs> you know because <laughs> like he's got to eat some chalk with Sam Burns so you might as well go super chalky eat it all and then and there's no one really to pivot to I mean they're all kind of popular but Corey Connors is the least popular of the 10k range but Let's go to the nine case. You want to look at those guys because this is a it's just a hit or miss in popularity. You got uh, Adam Long, Griot, McCarthy, Stenson, Strap, Ventura, and Perez all over double digits. But then the most popular one, honestly, could end up being ninety one hundred Pat Perez.
1: Yep, yep. That doesn't surprise me.
0: Why do you like him?
1: I saw Wiley had tweeted something about how he likes the grass
0: yeah I knew that sure, right. I, too past pollum cool. pat past
1: perez right but That's I did cool.
0: look up i did some research on past pollum and there's some names that like it and I might click a few of them in um what about Denny McCarthy he's the second most popular in the nine k range any interest in ninety six hundred dollar Denny McCarthy
1: i mean yeah we like we like his putting um I, yeah, I, ninety six hundred bucks. This is, I mean, it's just yeah, hard it's to wrap expensive. your mind. It's hard to wrap your mind. I think right. the most egregious price is Adam Long. Maybe that that just seems.
0: So Adam Long is a past poem guy. Okay, he and well here and last year. Last year open,
1: and yeah, he's done well last year. I mean, oh boy, wow! Look, I mean, he's made a lot of cuts majors okay so it makes sense just a weird name to to think of at 9600 bucks but yeah i mean you're gonna have to just not be dumb here and and actually probably take adam long because he's playing well i mean like what what do you what do you get when you go down here you're gonna take chris stroud or (laughs) these (laughs) other names down at the bottom i mean like these are the good players so uh fuck it I like uh, the
0: pivots though. Duty under ten percent. You got Howell the third, ninety seven hundred. Or you got D-Tree, right. and then you got Brendan Grace. They're all not wanted. I don't really like Grace. I don't know anything about D-Tree, so I'm not really sure about that. So I'm not doing that. That's actually the first name I didn't click. Besides, I'm not using the top price guy. I don't use Will zell Torres. Don't use ten nine. And Zalatoris, 109, I give me a break? Ha ha! I hope you use him, and I hope he's chalk. But no, not for me. But I'm definitely going to use all of these names. I and mean, my new principles, I'm going to use Connors, Hughes, Burns, Long, Greo, Howell, McCarthy, and Stent. like first name, I'm not using besides Zalatoris is Dietrich. 94. Huh? What? What's up with Dietrich? Why is he 9,400? Freaking kidding me?
1: He's done well. Looks like on the Euro Tour, yeah. and did make the cut. But finished plus seventeen, which I guess is. He
0: was plus ten on Sunday because I've been I was following him. Yeah,
1: that's not good.
0: Uh, Sobel recommended him to us on the Preferred Lines podcast uh, the week before, and then I didn't click him. And then he was like, "Great," so I was like, "Fuck."
1: But then what? he ended up shitty so whatever but now he's at a resort course these guys are a lot of these guys who it's a pitch
0: and putt my friend
1: yeah exactly they're gonna they're gonna be loving their lives at this resort course so uh, that might it might be a breath of fresh air for thomas dietrich after you know having to shoot one of the more dude one of the more
0: experienced names on past column is howell the third and no one likes him yeah why does no one like him he's good he would like he's what the fuck
1: he made the. He, can, c- he knows how to birdie. Yeah.
0: So I I'm love using Charles
1: Howell. I mean, 9700 is 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 a wild price, but <laughs> This is who we're talking about. We're starting lineups. What for- about
0: Stenson too? It's not even the most popular name. I figured Henrik Stenson at 9500 would be clicked. That's interesting that he's not. Being I mean,
1: used. he's been god awful, and I didn't need to click on him to know that. I'm sharing the screen with his past performances here, which only go back to july 30th which
0: oh well if you look at the hero he won i mean like he beat a field of a bunch of good players at the hero
1: a year ago in december so a year a year ago that was a year ago
0: that was nine months ago when a three-month off season so that was less than six months ago plus he's henrik stenson in this field dude like he could accidentally be good (laughs)
1: And he's not even the
0: top price guy.
1: Right. You'd think, you think that he would be able to show up at, a, at an easy birdie fest and, and do something, right? I don't I know. Think,
0: yeah, They should have priced him higher. Okay, scroll down to the 8Ks where you could put pepper, but a lot of people are, it looks like. The chalk is forming on Adam Shank at 8,500. It feels comfortable to click Adam Shank. They feel like they like him now. He's provided good results for them, and people are doing that.
1: I mean, I don't mind it. He makes cuts. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, 85 is a decent price. So click it, regardless. That's our back to our point. I'm definitely using that. Um, other names that are popular Xing Zhang Zhang, my yeah. next most popular, 8400. Use that for sure. And then Norlander,
1: use that. What about Luke List, though? Not wanted or wanted. I mean, he is popular. I, I, I'm not a Luke List whisperer like some people, like they're Luke. Like I take Luke List and I suffer the consequences. Not really that type of a, of a clicker of Luke List. I, I'm more on the Zhang or, or, or maybe the Brian Stewart there down at uh, 8300. He, he caught yeah. my eye. And Brian I really... Stewart
0: almost won a couple weeks ago. Like, I think he's good. Yeah. So I'm on Brian Stewart. I think you could click that and be very, again, safe. But it is kind of the stars and scrubsy build week, but you're going to need to maybe use two of the upper and then I, mean, I don't know. I think not that's star, also bullshit. Not
1: a, not a stars and scrubs week. Yeah, though. I think that's I bullshit think, too. I think, yeah. you, I think you. I think you take every single name you can get in the eight k range, and then take a couple seven k, and then move on your way. So you want Hoffman or Schwab?
0: I think those are overpriced humans.
1: Oh, I mean everybody's overpriced, but uh, no, I don't. What, well yeah Hoffman's a little high there at 89 he should be lower but Schwab yeah that's I mean come on now he's why not wanted Christ that way that's weird. I don't know
0: what about the Zhu Young Kim that is not on fantasy national so
1: he's 18 well, Jay Kim, right there 82 Oh well, yeah yeah oh yeah. Uh, you know I don't I mean know. why would you click him
0: no one's clicking him for i mean like hey, that's a risk sorry that's like the gpp play like i don't play i'm going to not play like that anymore <laughs> i don't want to play like that
1: <laughs> it is your like, natural instinct yeah i'm like
0: oh no one wants him hmm it is golf that's the whole problem but then right it's not <laughs> it just is golf. golf you know like it's not though like Week in and week out, you're going to go for the Jingjong Jing or the – no, the Jujong Kim or whatever this guy is, the low-owned, and the Jingjong jang is going to pop. And, like, you won't know in right. the low price – so you're going to have to, like, risk it all the time. That's why people know things, Eric. They know enough. that We've talked about this. You got to just go – if there isn't popularity on the name you like, boom, go in. Like, that's the point where you're like – Nobody wants the guy I like. What the hell? Boom, that's your guy. So instead of nobody likes this guy, what's wrong with him? No, it's you create your player pool ahead of time.
1: Yes, exactly. Okay. We've talked about, that I don't know. Should we okay. do the popularity of the 7K range? Sure, let's bump down there.
0: How's your family? Are they showing up in the background?
1: Uh, I heard some sounds, so we probably have minutes.
0: Okay, Uh, I didn't do this. I didn't do this ahead of time, so I haven't really looked. Oh,
1: Will Gordon at
0: seventy six hundred is the chalk of the seven K range. He's almost reaching nineteen percent. I mean, why though? Honestly, did I click him? I don't think I clicked him.
1: Actually, you know who I like is Chris. I didn't click him. Just underneath him, who? Chris Baker. Chris Baker, literally underneath him at seventy five hundred.
0: Okay, well, that's probably the next most popular. Let's look. (laughs) I'm gonna gonna sort. That That would
1: make sense. I didn't do this. Hey, there's some good. There's some good names here. Matt Jones, right? All these guys are good. Graham McDowell. Matt Jones Johnny is Vegas, good. James Hahn, almost, is Han. is good. James Hahn is. This is a perfect opportunity for James Hahn. He this might had be a, a Hahn. chance. He had a chance at the Safeway. He was there. He no, was. He's bad.
0: Okay. No. Johnny he's,
1: Vegas. He's good. He's the next. Let me tell you
0: about the popular names. Do you like Johnny Vegas? Fourteen percent projection.
1: I like Johnny Vegas.
0: Okay, well, then you like Chris Baker. He's the next one at 13, and then you got Seamus Power.
1: Huh? People are so, don't know what to do here. That's why all these guys are popular. Everybody's no, they just-
0: won't be, so it doesn't really matter. I actually have names clicked, though, and I've, I've thought about it. I spent time thinking about it. I didn't write anything down, but Bryce Garnett, of course, Pest Palm, he likes this course, played well here, knows how to like birdie, so I like Bryce Kevin Garnett. And then Chris Kirk's our guy. C.T. Pan is here at $7,300. He can, he won and he's a winner in like this field in 73. I like that. It kind of sticks out to me. Um, And then Doug Gim. Have you ever heard of Doug Gim? I know Doug Gim. Yeah, he used to be Kind of good, and then he was bad, and then now he's kind of gotten good again. I just looked at his stats on Fantasy National. He's got a lot of green squares, which that equates to positivity. So 7300 for Doug Gim, that's a risk-reward type play because not a lot of ton of people are on him or know him. Kurt Kitayama, $7,100. That's a low price for this field. I mean, he feels like I could have switched him with that jung Young Kim guy, and he could be at 8200 and you would still click Kurt Kitayama because he's actually a good birdie-maker scorer. And then uh, that's all I got in the seven Ks.
1: Kidiyama only missed the cut by a couple strokes. What was it, six or five over at the U.S. Open? Six. It was six. He he missed the cut at seven. Hmm. So he's
0: a good player. Yeah, um, he's a great player. You could have Mark D. Anderson. Nobody wants that. No one wants Roger Sloan. No one wants Wes Roach. No one wants K. H. Lee. We click K. H. Lee every once in a while.
1: Oh, I click K. H. Lee. Yeah. I'm not kick
0: clicking him, though. He's kind of a ride-the-hot-putter guy. So, just if he puts the first day, maybe you hit that with, like, a in-line game top 10 bet, or you use him in a showdown. But
1: sure. All right, let's see the 6Ks. 6K is uh, – I don't That's know if I'm going to go down here. Lahiri. Give me some Lahiri. That's your,
0: That's your guy. Anabon? ban. Let me look. Okay, I'm just going to do this. Or what about Asha?
1: I mean, he was I- – he was Ooh. there for a second. Oh, yeah, look at that. Wow. At the Akshay Batia? I'm I'm clicking that, too, actually. Who? Basha.
0: What are you talking about? Akshay Batia?
1: Or Akshay Batia. Sorry, I didn't.
0: Yeah, you are you don't even know how to say his name. I'm you're just one as of those bad guys. as these other fake I know. <laughs> I, oh yeah, don't God. listen to Eric. He, can't, he doesn't actually watch golf.
1: I do watch golf. <laughs> just kidding.
0: <laughs> <laughs> No, Akshay Batia is the most popular name, so that's funny that you say that. He's at almost 8%. And then Michael oh, yeah, Gillick? Gillick? Yeah, Gillick. Fuck that guy. Don't click him. Why is everyone on him? Uh, Martin Laird, Brendan Hagee, Josh Teeter, Vaughn Taylor, Grayson Murray? These aren't even popular. I should take that back. It's like 3 and 4%. So these are not popular name for a good reason I think it's a week to avoid this section
1: well I've I've gone back and forth as we've been chatting right now and the I think I think the talent level between some of these guys down here and some of the you know 7k and 8k even the difference is, is is minuscule compared to these strong field events so it might be worth taking a stab or two, but this is actually a week. Okay, run. who
0: were you stabbing on? Do you have a name yet?
1: Well, no, I just I told you the two that I'm leaning at right now here is Batia and Okay.
0: Lathiri. Well those are bad names. Um what about Ash Ashley Lashley, Nate's wife? Nate Lashley. Dude is, uh, grows up, or he's from, like, Arizona area, so that's a past palm area, I've heard and read, or Vegas is, and he kind of works out of that area. So maybe Nate Lashley, playing terrible. That's a weird pivot that you could try. Um, other name, Kramer Hickok. Uh, he showed up as a past column performer. Kramer Hickok, I don't even know what I clicked his name, though. Um, he showed up, made some cuts, sort of.
1: That's maybe There's crazy. a guy named Tommy Coca at 6,200. Don't know.
0: How about Graham Dillette? Dillette. Yeah, Graham
1: Dillette. It's a fucking good player,
0: but he's been hurt forever. He's only played six, seven times since being out for three years. So yeah. he used to be good, used to perform well on the pass ball. He's at 6,300 and wouldn't this field? He can like show up and feel confident and strong about his game, maybe because he's playing against scrubs.
1: Sure. So Alex, Alex Jacob, 6,300. He loves uh making money.
0: He likes cuts. What about George McNeil, dude? For some reason George McNeil is also a pass palm guy. Um, like one of the like I think he was second in Strokes game past Palom Strokes game total on pass Palom courses, which I don't know why, but he was seventh last year here. Uh, what am I talking about, George McNeil? Uh, he was like good a year before that. Uh, he's good on past So, George McNeil is the flyer of the week at 6,300.
1: I think, again, I think you go. Uh, here's what I'm going to do I'm going to take some names that I like to play, like Ooh. Hudson Swafford and Honor Bond and Chase Cypher, because here's the thing we have no fucking clue what's about to unfold with this tournament. There are going to be some crazy bad names down here that make the cut. There's going to be some names up top that miss the cut. Not unlike most weeks, but this one's going to be way different. And so Fabian Gomez, I mean, these are Tway bombs away. Like, I don't know any Ricky Barnes. I love some of these guys at one point in my DFS slash PGA tour. But
0: here's the problem, Eric. I think you need to find the new of those. So like, Sure, the the random George McNeil can become a Ricky Barnes. That's what I'm looking for.
1: Right, I, I am stuck in like five years ago playing DraftKings and being looking at Ricky Barnes doing well, <laughs> and and yearning for the the days of your, yesteryear, Pat Desire, <laughs> yeah. Jesus, seven thousand. I mean, look at all these names. This is this is a fun week. I'm I'm definitely doing uh, twenty lineups with maybe like thirty names. So I can have a little fun. Me too.
0: Um, Like I said earlier in the pod that we're going to do these pods a little bit less structured and formal and we're going to have a little more conversation. I didn't do that as well on this one because we talked a little bit about what we've learned and how we're trying to be different at AKA better at PGA DFS. But at the end of the pods, we're going to try to maybe talk about stuff. And then we're going to do other things. Like we're going to maybe offer the ability for you to join this zoom call. During the recording and either come on and talk or chat along with or I'm going to do an Instagram live supplemental thing that's going to be over here on the side and I'm going to have it stream while we watch or while we do it on Instagram. That might be interesting. I'm thinking of ideas. Yeah, We're going to talk about random stuff too, maybe. Oh, before we get out of here, did you watch the Tiger, JT, Rory and Rose battle? I completely missed it. Yeah, I know. And what's funny is that I logged on to Twitter, and people are acting like this is something we should have watched.
1: <laughs> what? Why?
0: Like no, no laying up that it was tremendous content
1: for for the fact that like you could hear them talking, maybe or something. That's right. It is like,
0: well, I suppose seeing Tiger speak words like that's they're they're in the corner jerking. It. They love that, but like, is that worth watching? Because like, it felt felt like to me it's a must see thing. Like, there was some FOMO. I'm like, what's going on? I had no care for it, and then people are acting like it was cool. So maybe it was cool.
1: I'll have to see some highlights on Twitter. That's what's good about it. Twitter is you Mm -hmm. can see some highlights of the things that were most important, like Tom Brady holing out at that one event. You know that I didn't watch anything of, but I saw a couple of things like yeah no the yeah. whole the the phil the Phil tiger started this right this this, uh-huh. this we knew this was going to happen right this weird match play the, the match play the, the small, like the, just a couple of small groups, and oh look at this is the new 21st century way of viewing golf is awesome. with a, a handful of guys you know well this
0: time they were wearing their earbuds like this to talk oh really? Yeah. wow. Yeah. Or,
1: like, that was their mics. But, see, that's stupid, though, too, because then they know that they're being mics, so that's altering what they're going to say. Totally. Yeah. Where it's much better to hear them and they're like. Oh,
0: the, the yeah. thing that I saw was Rory said to JT and JT was like, oh, New York-style pizza and New York pizza places are awesome. And, he was, and J, uh, Rory says back, I love Domino's pizza or something <laughs> weird. And, like, JT's like, shut the hell up. No, you don't. And then that went viral. Because it's this ridiculous comment. <laughs> and, and then, then <laughs> you think that wasn't planned? You think right. that wasn't an advertisement? You fucking yes, idiots. Exactly. It's so annoying. It's like, oh my God, he really likes Domino's? He's on a Domino's kick lately? Like, no, he is not. You idiots. Oh my God. <laughs> no, he's not. Like, he he may have liked Domino's or pretend, like, but it is a sponsored spot, that viral video. Like, don't pretend that you're that stupid, please.
1: God, they're just up there acting now? Yeah, that's not good.
0: Maybe JT wasn't acting. It was just Rory that was going to plant that seed. I don't know. But if he does truly like Domino's Pizza, he needs to be taken out to the back and shot. <laughs> <laughs> my brother worked at Domino's for like 10 years or like five in high school or whatever. Grossest shit ever. Yeah,
1: don't, don't get your pizza from there. Get local. Wherever you live, just get your local pizza. That's much better.
0: All right, there it is. That's the yep. pod for the Punta Cana. And thank you for watching and liking and subscribing and all of those good things. And we'll see you next week. It's going to be a – we're going to do these. Again, less work for we're us. kids are coming
1: right now. Goodbye. Cool. Bye. I'm downstairs.
0: Peace.